Greetings, my name is Michael Govier, and welcome to the latest edition of the First Day Pod. Along with my co-host, Leanne Hello, we're going to be talking about lessons from the road. We took our first trip together to Arizona last week, and personally, and as a couple, we both learned a lot. Some crazy things happened on this trip, life-changing moments, believe it or not. We'll talk about that in this episode. We always want to share lessons we learn so that hopefully you can take a piece or two from each episode and use it in your own life in any way you like. The goal for us is to open up and share and hopefully get feedback from others so that we can learn too. This is a symbiotic relationship and this show really means a lot to us. We're not kidding. So we hope you enjoy this latest edition, Lessons from the Road of the First Day Pod. First Day Podcast, First Day Pod at gmail.com. Me, Michael Govier, Leanne, hello. We're back from Arizona. It's the return to sender. Return to sender. And Yochi's here too. Say hi, Yochi. Yochi, come on. Come here. Come on. Get up here. Yay! Yochi, you happy? Yoshi. Look how excited she is. Look at her. Say something, Yochi. Come on. Say something. Hi, Yoshi. Okay, that's it. Hi, girl. Hi, girl. Anyways, uh, oh, yeah. Me. Leanne, hello, Michael Govier, First Day Pod. It's our return episode after we went to Arizona last week, and we were flew there, stayed there for five days, and came back. And now we're home, right? I think so. You think so? We're in our respective homes. We're in domiciles, that's true. We're in yeah. buildings with roofs on them and shelter and everything. So it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be an American. It's a good time to be a Canadian. There's a chance for tomorrow. And uh, we're all hoping that things are going to get better each and every day. That's why we do this show. And, of course, today's show is kind of focusing on uh, what we learned on our trip. You know, we both had an experience together. It was the first time. Hey, Josh. Hey, Tammy. Everybody's here. Everyone's coming in, as they usually do. And it was our first time traveling together in terms of flying somewhere. We've driven Toronto. We've driven in a car many times. But this is our first flight together. And it was uh, an experience, to say the least, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Why? It was good, though. It was, I thought it was really, really good, really interesting. It really, um, I feel like we keep getting closer and closer the more experiences we have together. Oh, I so. agree. Mm-hmm. That's what those, that's what these experiences do, you know? Mm-hmm. You have them together and then you form opinions and lessons from them. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah, it is true. Oh, gosh. I forgot my light. I'm trying to think of why I look so dark here. Oh, you got to have your light. I don't have my green screen, but I got my light. Oh, well, good. So together, we've remembered everything. <laughs> I remembered. It's right there. I just didn't want to put it up. So Yeah, my light's right there. I just didn't plug it in. <laughs> I wish your green screen is much easier to put up than mine is. So. Well, I'm still on vacation for one more day. So tomorrow, I'll put the green screen up. Oh, good for you. That's so nice. Yeah, I haven't done anything. Uh, wow. Since I, I mean, I did some articles when I got back, but after that, I've, I haven't did it. I haven't done anything the rest of the weekend. I've just taken the time to relax and uh, hang out with Yoshi and just kind of chill here. And Is that ever nice? Stuff lately. Nothing uh, too courageous or too intense. And then, uh, a new 
the week begins tomorrow. So beautiful. Are you awake or what? You seem like you're sleeping. I'm awake. I'm awake. You are? I'm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You seem like you're very, very subdued. You're drowsy. I am drowsy. I am drowsy. Why? I Because it's strange because I did have a good night's sleep last night, but I've just been, it's been nonstop since, since, I, look at how cute Yoshi is. Oh my gosh. I can't believe how tall she is. Yeah, you've seen her in real life. Come on. I know, but I just can't believe how tall she is. Like, she looks so slender and so tall in the video. Anyway, yeah, I just have been, I've just been nonstop, like nonstop. So I've gotten my, my seven hours of sleep a night, but I'm just, I'm realizing, and I think I've said this on the show before, so there's really no excuse for this not to happen, but I have those blue light glasses and I just need to put them down here and use them. So I've been at the computer a lot this week. And it's just, I think it's really taking a toll on me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that takes a toll on you. How could you reduce that? What's a quick, quick thing that you could do? One way to change that, fix it. The glasses. And I have them. So there's no excuse. I had them. Make... I used them. They worked. And then that was when I really started all of the, like, facial acne issues whatever this is um and so i was always looking at giving like excuses to everything else i was like oh because it was around my eyes like my nose and stuff i was like oh it must be <laughs> must be the glasses so i stopped the glasses and then we knew it wasn't the glasses and i never brought that habit back in so i just need to bring it back in that's it mm. so. well josh is uh he's relating to your situation right now yeah so like, the last couple of weeks have been the same for him. So like working at the computer a lot or just feeling tired a lot? I don't know. He'd have to expound upon that. Uh, yeah, I'm asking him. Natalie's loving the dog. That's giving life. That's good. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Ed is happy to see us. Ed, good to see you. Last week's brief video was choppy as hell. So I don't know how much you guys really caught from that. Yeah. But uh, Josh said, what did you learn? So, okay, well, we're going to get into that here. What here we did we go. learn from Thanks, our trip, brother. our vacation? Uh, we want to remind you guys that uh, First Aid Pod Book Club is always up and running every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And yeah. we're working on the Tao of Pooh. Yeah. We did the first meeting of that last week in Arizona. Really, Leanne did it from my phone while I did homework. But everybody else was there, and we had some new members, too. So it was really exciting to get the new members. And I'm looking forward to being able to be here tomorrow night. So I can be in the meeting and focused. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And it is so, so good. Um, so we're actually, if you guys are thinking about joining us, we're reading up to 100, page 114 uh, for tomorrow. And uh, we've given like a little bit of extra homework. We normally don't really do homework. It's kind of like read the book and then we'll talk about it. But um, one of the gals, Kelly, in our group, she said that while she was going through it, she tried to think of... Um, because the book is all about like Winnie the Pooh, like it's based on that. So all the characters are in the book and she was trying to relate her, who she was, like which character she would play and then which characters like the, the main people in her life would play. And so we thought it would be fun for us to kind of like reflect back and try to figure out who we are, uh, in our life. So um, that we'll be discussing tomorrow as well. And mm -hmm. uh, hold on just one second, Mike. Go ahead and like talk about something. I just have to grab something. Hold on a minute. 
Sure, no problem. So yeah, the book club's fun. Make sure you guys want to be a part of it. You just hit us up on all social medias. This is also a good time to remind everybody, if you like the podcast, to give us a five-star review. Five stars on Apple Podcast. You can sub our YouTube channel. For some reason, we lost a couple subs recently, so we've gone backwards. I don't know why somebody decided to unsub us. I wish they would tell us why. That would helpful. That would be helpful I just for stopped. us. So. <laughs> I'm just joking. What what, it was funnier do? in my head. Yeah, either we lost three subs recently, so we're down. We're, we're sleeping. But I don't know why. If there was a reason that you unsubbed us. It takes a lot of effort to actually unsub a channel because otherwise you could just ignore our channels. You usually don't have to even do anything. But they do notify you when we go live. And we only go live once a week. So it's not like... You know, I'm, I am subscribing to certain channels where I get constant notifications like, Hey, this is for you. Hey, this is for you. That's not what we do. We just do our episodes every Sunday night. So it's quick and easy and simple. And the book club is a separate thing that is not through social media. It's a private Zoom link only for those that ask for it. So remember mm -hmm. that. And uh, we're really grateful to have our new book club members aboard. Thanks for being a part of the team. That's uh, Jen, right? Jenny, yep. And, and Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, guys. Thanks for being a part of the team. And, yeah. and sometimes uh, what happens, though, with these things, I don't know if it's the same thing with YouTube, but I know with Facebook and Instagram and stuff, people will sub or join or whatever in hopes of like getting. Hi, Janice. Um, they'll sub people hoping to like increase theirs like you'll you'll subscribe to them back like as that courtesy and then like at the end of the month then they just clear out all their things so i've seen that happen so i wonder i'm hoping that that's what it is and it's not because we've let people down or something but um i did want to read this so we got an email from actually our new uh book club e attendee family member. I don't know what we call her. But anyway, uh, Tiffany, I was so excited. So we were talking um, about book club and she wrote and said, I won't. Um, da, 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 hold on one second. She says it was so much fun uh, joining the club. I think book club should be a required adulting activity, which I completely agree. So, so powerful to have a safe place to actively practice listening to the ideas and interpretations of others while simultaneously formulating your own or my own thoughts off of and around theirs. I woke up in the middle of the night after the book club with this thought ringing in my head. I'm not an uncarved block because I'm simple. I'm an uncarved block because I mean infinite potential, uh, regardless of how old or rather young I am. So, and then she says, thanks for welcoming me into the fun with appreciation, Tiffany. So Tiff, I, that was wonderful. And I did ask for her permission. So just so you guys know, when you guys do email us, we won't just be like, you know, sharing it on the show without your permission. But, um, I asked her if we could share it because I just thought that was so cool. And I love it when yeah. you get different perspectives on what's going on. So, um, that was her very first meeting with us and, um, yeah. And then we're doing for any of you guys that want to join for the next one. So we've got this week, so tomorrow, and then one week after that, we're finishing the book. But then the following week, we're starting a new book. So the new book is The Gifts of Imperfection by um, Brene Brown. And that is going to be a really good one as well. And the reason why I'm telling you about it now is because if you're wanting to get it, you might want to order your book now. Um they don't have them always in the bookstores. This is a pretty popular one, so you might not have a problem. But um, anyway, and they have a 10th edition that came out last year um, 
that it's pretty very like it's pretty similar, but it has a little bit of extra workbooky stuff in it. So um, yeah, I hope to see you guys for for this book and for the next one. And Joanne's oh. coming back. Joanne's coming back for the fall, the next book. She's already started reading it, so um, hey! that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah, She's yeah. A veteran yeah. presence. Yes. Yeah. She so anyway, so that's where we are with that. And and that too, that's pretty cool. Like if you guys, if you guys join the book club and then you're like, oh, I don't, or you want to join the book club, but you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm always going to like the books. It doesn't matter. Like you can, you can start a book and then if you're not feeling it and you don't want to finish it, then you can just be like, all right, peace out. I'll be back for the next one. And then you come mm-hmm. back for the next one. Or you just say, oh, I'm not going to read it, but I'm still going to come and just listen to what you guys are saying or we're very, um, very easy when it comes to this book club. We just, you know, because you still gain value from the conversations that are being had in it. So that's, that's that. right. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back to a comment Ed made here a okay. few minutes ago. Okay. It says, Mike, I realized you were right about something a while ago. No such thing as the one. Maybe we have two, three, or 50,000. Not sure how many I have left. Well, Ed, uh, who knows how many you have left? It could be a. There's literally thousands of people waiting to meet Ed Wasef right now. It's not even a mm-hmm. joke. That's very much true. They don't know it maybe necessarily, and neither do you, but right now there are compatible matches for your personality, your sense of humor, your understanding, your empathy, all of these things that you bring to the table. Somebody's out there for you, and they're just waiting for you to make it happen. It may sound cheesy, but it's true. Very true. I don't know who they are. I mean, I'm not. It's not like I'm revealing a list of names for you, Ed. But and out there. please come in the door and show yourself. <laughs> yes, there goes a revelation. Please, no, we don't have anybody. Yeah, we don't have anybody but here. but I will say, like, there really is something to. Um, so I'm a big one in believing that, like, if you you have to put it out there if you want it. Um, so this is going to kind of sound contradictory. Um, so I believe that if you have goals or if you want something in your future, you want something in your life, you need to speak it into existence and then you need to work toward it. When it comes to relationships, I, I, I do think that you need to know what you want. I do think you need to know what you don't want. I think that's very healthy. I think that's very good. Um, but I do think that there is something to the, letting go and letting be and letting happen um, with it. That's what happened with Mike and I. We kind of like it just – I, for one, was like I'm done. Like just with – not with Mike, just with relationships. And I was like I'm ready just to like not think about boys anymore. (laughs) And it was within a week of that um, that he and I started dating. And now it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. but I hear that a lot. I do. I hear it a lot that you kind of just like you release because you're not needing it. Um, and then that's when it comes to us. So I think there's something to that as well. And we're our best friend. I really do feel like like we're the only person, no matter who's laying in bed next to you, you are the only person that is with you when you fall asleep. You're the only person that's hearing your thoughts and with you. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you know, so you have to be your own best friend first. So that's oh. it. Yeah. Well, there you go, Ed. Uh, 
you know, it's it could be frustrating. So don't put too mm -hmm. much into it because you could probably overwhelm yourself. Janice yeah. says, I met my husband when I said I will never get married again. How about Me? that? See, you hear these I, stories. Yeah. And there's some truth to it. You, There's a combination of having to make an effort and also not being obsessed over it. You got to walk a fine line. That's what I've learned. You could be so locked into meeting someone and you can make it happen. But at the same time, you might be so focused on it when it doesn't go the way you want things to, or you're not meeting people in the right timeline, that you'll get bummed out and then you'll get discouraged. But then the one thing I do know is that you have to put yourself into situations at least. You cannot mm -hmm. be isolated and expect something to happen to you. You can, you can remove your focus from whoever you're interested in and be like, you know what? I'm not like focusing on it, but I got to put myself at least in social situations where there's right. a chance for me to, for someone to at least like recommend someone else to me, at least like, Hey, I like, I, I know this person. I want you to meet them. And things like that happen because we put ourselves into situations. And I do think even if you're not obsessing over it and like making it your sole mission in life to meet someone, you do have to keep socializing. Good point. Mm. However, however that is, you know, in person, yeah. Online, book, even I mean, there's no book club. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Yeah, book club. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, point. so that's uh, all I have to say about that. So we want to get into. Oh, here we go. It says I want to make sure I'm participating in my own life. Life is an occasion, and I want to rise to it. Yeah, boom, boom. that's true. Uh, and Josh says some of the best relationships start with a solid foundation of a friendship. Very good point, Josh. Yeah, I've been thinking about what you said there, Ed. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of life to be lived. I actually watched this thing on 60 Minutes last night, Leanne, and it was mm. about the it was the 90 plus club. They say the fastest growing segment of the population is people in their 90s. Wow. And yeah, and it really, it really like kind of hit me like, oh, maybe maybe this is possible. I really didn't know that the average life expectancy had jumped 30 years from basically from 1900. It was like 48. Now it's like 78. So. That's a big gap. That's 30 years and 100 years. Yeah. And now, yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, uh, there's a ton of problems. Our healthcare system in the United States is a wreck and a disaster, and it's expensive, but people generally seem to get the treatment, even if they have to pay for it or if they have to live in debt forever. So I don't know. Maybe it is possible that we can live longer than I imagined. That It was the first time it kind of hit me, like, oh, maybe there is a chance. Yay. Yeah. That's wonderful. So. My nanny just turned 99. That's so amazing. Was, She's yeah. part of the 90 plus club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is definitely possible. Yeah. There's something to that for sure. That, for those of you that don't know, I'm always telling Leanne that, uh, you know, if we can make it to our 70s, that's that's about as good as I can ask for. So, but. uh, Well, I that keeps me in the relationship because then I'm like, well, then I have another 30 years after it. So if it doesn't work out. <laughs> Yeah, I always yeah, I tell her a stroke or a heart attack's coming in my 70s. That's how uh, I always expect this thing to go. Oh, and I've done a lot of damage to my body already, so I don't know if I can recover from it, frankly. That's one of the things, you know, they talk about the 90-plus club. A lot of people, they, they didn't run. It, they didn't have to exercise like a psycho, but they did get a tiny bit of exercise, even if it was 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there. 
And actually, people who are older in their 90s have higher blood pressure, which is good for them, which is strange. But you shouldn't have higher blood pressure when you're younger. A lot of fascinating things. You can look this thing up. It's called the 90 Plus Club. It's a surveys found in the 80s from this retirement community that they all filled out, like thousands of people, and they were able to track them over the last 40 years. Interesting stuff. That's so, so cool. Yeah, Betty White turns 100 in January. Well, how about that? Good for Betty White. She's also a celebrity, and she's going to get the best care she needs. She's also a woman. A woman? Women She's live women? longer than men. Yeah, women live longer than men. We know that. So mm-hmm. at least in this country. So and Janice <laughs> says, You sound like my hubby, Mike. He thinks seventy eight is checkout time. Yeah. Oh no, well, gosh. It's hard. I can't I can't blame the guy, you know. Yeah. But you know, well, I don't Both my parents are in great health right now. I don't know. So we'll see. Yes. And they're both gonna be seventy next year. So nice. Big yeah. seven oh next year for both of them. Yay! That's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what did we learn on our vacation? That's what this episode's about. So let's we're way behind on that. Let's get into that. I feel like the trip was uh, never would have happened if Leanne hadn't gone with me on the flight. Yo, Leanne came over here and stop hump. I didn't, I didn't know the females hump blankets. I thought just dudes did that. So look at this. Well, okay. <laughs> we don't need to. Hey, Yosh. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, buddy. Yoshi. Wow. Okay. There You're go. feeling yourself, aren't Hi. you? Are you feeling yourself? Yeah. Good Lord, Yoshi. Good job, buddy. So, uh, but she came over here, flew over here on a Saturday, a couple Saturdays ago. And then we had three or four days to spend together at my house, in this house right here. You remember you guys saw us. We were here live. We did our first ever first day pod together two weeks ago at this very time. And that was fun. And it was great to have her here and it was. It really felt good to have each other be in a house that, you know, this is my place, so it's our place, you know. And it was. It was really. It felt good to have you here. It did feel weird sometimes because no one's ever been here, but it wasn't like weird. It wasn't super weird. Like, oh, this is so awkward. It just was a slight adjustment, but we really enjoyed uh, spending time with each other. We both worked here side by side. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. One of the things that I learned. Um, even just like in that transition of going there is that uh, I talked myself I talked myself out of flying to you unnecessarily. Like, yes, in the very beginning, I probably would have done it in like March and April of 2020 because it was so new and it was like, oh, it's going to be done. But like I could have definitely – I now knowing that I've gone through it, I could have definitely like flown out, you know, prior – I was just so nervous about it. And then the quarantines and all that kind of stuff, um, we could have made it work. And so, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, But well, <laughs> it was interesting because I finally bit the bullet and finally like went through and did it, even though I was like just principal. I didn't want to do it because it was just dumb to have to do all of that flying and all that stuff. Uh, but then once I was finally in the States with you, that's when it got announced that the border was going to open. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly so what happened ironic. borders so opening funny. november 8th the land border we can uh hopefully our lives will be easier yeah yeah so we learned we'll that see too. how that plays out though so yeah yeah, yeah. um and, uh, we had a problem with the border too we'll talk about that in a minute but uh yeah. so yeah so leanne was here and then the next step was to fly to arizona and go there for this baseball conference thing and mm-hmm. It was also our first time together traveling in a plane. And yes, uh, Leanne is in Canada right now, Janice. Yes, she's back. She's been back yeah. since 
Monday or what was that? Tuesday morning. Tuesday so morning. We, yeah, we took the red eye back, which we'll talk about. So, uh, <laughs> so the day we had to fly out, uh, I stayed up super late because I was thinking about it. I didn't want to go to bed and eventually fell asleep. And, and Leanne had some <laughs> dental issues along the way, which she got fixed, which was thanks to Brighton Family Dentistry. Uh, you know, shout out to them. They were very helpful. And shout out to your mom. Thank you, Michelle. I don't know what I would have done. Just like pick up like a name of somebody that you don't trust or know. So I broke a tooth. So that was like, and it was a yeah, a really random, it just broke, annoying thing. Too many tortilla so, chips. <laughs> well, it was like a, it was a whole thing, I'm and kidding, that was another was. thing that I learned. I gave up. Uh, I stopped using fluoride. I stopped using like toothpaste. I stopped using mouthwash. I stopped using a lot of stuff for a couple of years. And I've always had really, really good teeth. And something that I didn't take into consideration when I was doing all my calculations of like, it's not necessary to do that as long as I'm flossing. Mm -hmm. um, so I would floss every day and I would brush my teeth every day, but I would just brush it with water. And I did a test three years ago that I did it with my dentist. Well, she didn't know, but it was a test that I got my teeth cleaned and then I didn't do anything with chemical until my next appointment. And my next appointment, it was great. It was perfect. She was like, oh, you're doing such a great job. And I told her. Anyway, what I didn't take into consideration is that I was going and getting my teeth cleaned every six to nine months. And then the pandemic happened and I didn't do my teeth for like two years. So teeth cleaning, that's one of the things that I learned is <laughs> imperative Keeping, yep. Yes. The, the toothpaste, I'm still not a complete, I don't believe in it completely. Um, but teeth cleaning, if you can, if you can afford it, and if, even if you can't afford it, like really check your, check your finances and see what you're spending money on, because it really is important. Um, because had I got it done, I don't think I would have had the problem because it was a, like a, filling and all this kind of stuff that was back there. Yeah. So they would have caught it. So the lesson that I learned is that that it's not a racket that you're getting your teeth cleaned every six to nine months. It's actually very important. So sure first is. lesson learned. <laughs> There's actual medicine behind it. Isn't that weird? Uh -huh. Janice says Mama. use fluoride free toothpaste. Yeah. So that was the whole thing. I just, you know what? I just don't. When I found out, I found out like, it, it really was a marketing thing about the toothpaste. That's why I don't do it. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's fine. You guys do it. Listen to your dentist and like whatever. Um, but I actually still brush with a brush. Yeah. So I still do all that. I still floss every day, if not twice a day. So I still do all of that. It's not like I'm just like gross and don't do anything. Um, oh. But I'm still still on the fence about toothpaste. Anyway, so yes. Um, so that was the next, whole thing. Next on the agenda. So yes, what else was... did we learn? Get, learned a Fine. lot about her dental history. There you go. So, <laughs> uh, so then we, uh, yes, yeah, so we had to fly that day, and I was really nervous. I have a flying fear. I've always had it. It's always been there, and I know how stupid it is. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what I know about statistics. It's not going to change it. So, at least it, it never has so far. So Leanne was getting ready to go, packing up, and she was nice and organized, and she was really, she was doing everything right. She was great, and. The whole time, the, we were flying out at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm getting nervous in the afternoon, and I'm saying less. I'm not talking as much, and I'm being paralyzed by fear. And I hadn't flown in two years, so it was getting worse and worse. And then we got to the airport, and <laughs> before we left the airport, I tried to get my bag through the door, and like it 
this thing broke apart that always breaks apart. And I got really angry. You know, I just flew off the handle unnecessarily. Not at her. I just was like yelling about the bag. And, you stupid bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, that's great. Yeah, look, nice job, bag. Yeah, something like that. And uh, then we got to the airport. We parked there. And I, I took some of the beta blockers I was given. And I ended up taking about four of them. They're 20 milligram propanols, beta blockers. They're just to reduce your blood pressure. That's all they really do. And uh, it was it was able to help me get through it. But I would have never got on the flight. I was getting so nervous and easily would have said, this isn't going to be worth it. If Leanne hadn't been there consistently reinforcing and holding my hand and holding me and trying to comfort me, she did a tremendous job of that. So she was the main reason that I was able to get on that flight, stay on it. And, you know, it was a, it was a little bit of a rough flight going there. It was much smoother going back, but um, I would not have done it without her. So once we got in the air, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. We had the uh, emergency row seats, so we had space. That was nice. And that was very nice. We got to Arizona and uh, we did our, th- we hung out. We had a hotel room and we rented a car that was kind of crappy and we stayed at this nice place, but it was a baseball conference. So I was trying to like connect with all these new people that I, I knew through Twitter. So I know a lot of these people through Twitter and I've done podcasts with them through this medium like this, but I've never actually physically met them. So it was a strange change to run into people who knew who I was. It happened to me several times. I'm not that cool at all, but people came up to be like, hey, dude, I love your stuff. And I'm, some of them, I didn't know who they were because I just didn't know because Twitter handles and such, and they don't have, they have different pictures that maybe are an identifying marker of things that they like, not necessarily a picture of themselves. So that was fascinating. That's cool. But um, Leanne was a real trooper. She really she spent a lot of time with these people, with, and she was supportive of the experience. But we got some time to, a little time, not really. I mean, I guess we got to go shopping, which I don't know. Maybe she loved it, but no, that wasn't like it was our necessary. High... <laughs> it was. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst shopping experience. You know, Josh, you're watching this, so I always tell Leanne I hate going shopping because it reminds me of the weekends at Dad and Lori's where we had to get up so early and go shopping, like all, and I hated it. It just I hear that I like every. Shopping. Every time, whether it, it doesn't even matter what it is, just going to the store for a Kroger and I hear it. <laughs> yeah, Poor well, I, I don't I like know. being dragged around on errands where I'm not like part of it at all. I'm just being dragged around. So I'm just like, uh. <laughs> but uh, Ed says, I don't have a fear of heights or flying. It's the fear of falling that bothers me. Oh, mm. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's so just a loss of con- says. It's a loss of control thing. That's all it is. I'm not in control at all. When I drive, I get to be in control. Or at least I think I am, even though there's thousands of other drivers that I'm not in control of. So it doesn't really make sense when you think about it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So what'd you think of the trip? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was, I was, uh, I felt bad uh, when we were on the plane um, because that's when I like, or actually in the airport, that's when I like really realized how um, much you were struggling because up until that point, or even maybe like, maybe just leaving the house. That's when I, I kind of really realized what was happening when you're like, I don't know, do we just not go? Do you want to just get it, go tomorrow? <laughs> so. Yeah. I was look. I was like looking for ways to get out of it. And I was like, yeah, we could skip, you know, we could uh, give our plane seats up and we go tomorrow. Yeah. And I didn't really realize. So I felt bad after 
knowing that I wasn't really uh, reading the situation. I was, I was, you were, you were getting quiet, but I was so in the zone and I had just gotten back from the dentist and trying just to get things together that I wasn't really, I don't feel like I was very empathetic to watching you and seeing how you were. So I could have probably been more supportive at home. So that I did feel bad about. I don't think I ever really talked to you about it. So that's something that I learned that um, just because, you know, you're so vocal and you're so, so like, here's what I'm feeling that I should have known that since you weren't that way, it's the first time that I've kind of seen you that you haven't been like that. So it was a learning experience. So now I know what to look for. And so I, I feel like I did a better job on the way back because I was more aware of what was happening. At least I hope I was. Oh, we did. We, t- <laughs> we talked about that. Um, there, yeah, you know, we had a good time on the trip. It, it just kind of flew by and I t- we, we, COVID wasn't a problem. You know, we had gotten we're both vaccinated and everybody at the conference was tested or had to show vaccination proof before they came. So we felt pretty comfortable and, uh, I guess we lucked out or it was, it was well done. I'll give them credit for keeping our fears down and really try to protect everybody. Mm-hmm. So we're lucky there. And otherwise, you know, it was nice to be in Arizona. It was a beautiful place. I, mm-hmm. I really liked the time of year. It wasn't like God awful hot. So it was nice to be outside. And there's a lot more palm trees in Arizona than I ever remember. And I've been to Arizona several times. I just didn't remember how many palm trees there were. I always associate it with Florida. So. Me too. Ed says propanol is a type of beta blocker that can help with fear or stress. It's beyond the drop of blood pressure. Oh, thanks, Ed. Well, mm. you know. That's what my doctor said. A beta blocker you know, lowers, reduces your blood pressure physically. And then, yeah, uh, what it does mentally, I don't know. It's called intrinsic sympathomimetic activity. Sympathomimetic activity. Mm-hmm. Intrinsic sympathomimetic activity. You got to <laughs> love that sympathomimetic activity. Nothing quite like it. Josh says learning on each other during times Leaning. like that can really... Leaning on each other during times like that can really help each other. Yeah, that's right, Josh. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. Uh, hopefully, uh, Leanne, I, I owe, I owe some leaning towards her. I suppose there's no doubt about that. So, I'm gonna uh, no. find some times where she can lean on me. Yeah, all but, of uh, COVID, all of COVID, I did. So that was like it was nice that I was able to return the favor. So that's what's okay. nice. Like it's that's I think what needs to happen is that we need to just like some situations I'll be stronger some situations you'll be stronger so I think that's that's kind of cool that you know we both I was thinking about it though I was like oh my gosh what would have happened if I was like petrified of flying we probably wouldn't ever travel no I don't know (laughs) I don't know if we would have got through that there's nothing I could do Uh, yeah I would try to console you it's still up to me to it's still up to you to stand firm you know yeah I mean, yeah. support can really be helpful. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd like to, I'd be curious to see how that would go. But uh, either way, uh, we tried to find some time for ourselves after it all wrapped up. We were relaxed on Sunday night. We talked to you guys for a second, like we did briefly in our choppy video. And then on Monday, we were like, we're going to go hiking. So we got a slow start. And we were being lazy. But we eventually got out. We got motivated to go hiking over at Camelback Mountain. And my brother recommended that. My brother, Matt, who used to live in Arizona. So we thought that'd be a nice little spot for us. And as we headed over there, that's when this whole scenario played out. We're flying back that night. We're taking the red eye Tuesday morning. And as we're about to pull up to Camelback Mountain's entrance, like two blocks away, 
All of a sudden, this woman comes running out, waving her arms frantically like, oh, oh my God. She comes up to the passenger side that Leanne's on. And I stopped the car. And we rolled down the window. And she starts telling us, oh, my God, you got to help me. My husband, he fell over and he hit his head. And he's laying over there. And she points over to down the side street next to us. And there's this guy just laying in the road, like on the side of the road. It's like, oh, shit. It looked like a dead body or something. I thought he was, for a second, I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, my God, he's not moving. So from there, our world just changed immediately. <laughs> it's the kind of situation where, all right, we're trying to do this. And I think I was complaining about not being able to find a coffee place. That's that's the mode we're in. I'm like, oh, I can't find a coffee place. This sucks. <laughs> then all of a sudden, this situation shows up, and it, it doesn't seem that important anymore. So, so yeah. from there, we all, Leanne did a great job. She consoled the woman and went over there, and she checked on it while I called 911, and we got we flagged everybody in and the paramedics came pretty quickly and this guy was taken to the hospital and then the in the beginning so of that though i will in the beginning though uh when she was coming up this is it's so warped like now i'm just so dumb anyway when she was coming up i was like should we stop like that was my first reaction like is she gonna is she like you hear those stories and i don't know if it's like me as a woman that i hear these stories and it resonates and i kind of stick with like stranger danger like so anyway so then i was like oh my gosh what if so when mike said we rolled down the window i actually rolled down the window a crack so i could hear her but i was like there's no way you're gonna come in and strangle me or open up the door and let somebody else come in and like take us so that's where my head was until Mike was like, come on, look at her. We need to help. Like that was just, he didn't even have any kind of like hesitation. It was just get right. She was into a really old mode. woman. I, I wasn't afraid of her at all. That's so. what they do. It's not her. It's they, anyway, I'm not going to perpetuate it, but that's, that's what I, they do. I, I, they, that's fair. I mean, they get like yeah. a, like a woman that looks like she's in distress, that she looks very unassuming. So she's like older or really tiny or whatever. And then she comes and now you're distracted. And then they come in through the other door or they, they're hiding in the trees and there were those trees around. So I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect situation. So, yes, but anyway, was a that heavily was landscaped short. side street. It's true. It was you know what yeah. rich people live there and it's well covered front yards and stuff so so it was short lived yeah so it was short lived mike flew into action immediately which was nice and this, this is paradise valley if you've ever been to phoenix area this is where candleback mountain is and it's a very beautiful. wealthy area a lot of old retirement people live in there so and that's who she beautiful. was she was in her 70s he was in his 70s and so we helped her out and from there yeah uh, Ed says, I actually leaned on Leanne's wisdom yesterday. You were very helpful to remind me of my value. Well, how about that? Speaking Aww. of leaning on people, that's very nice. Ed says, thank you very much. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Um, Janice says, don't live in fear. Just be smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I kept the window down just a little bit in the beginning. But well, then once smart. we saw yeah, once we saw what was happening, but um, it's it's interesting where your head goes. I'm such like a help, help, help. And but when you really it comes down to brass tacks i don't know if i would have done it to be quite honest if i was in the car by myself i don't i really don't know what i would have done no nah, i probably well, done you the weren't in the show. you weren't in the car by yourself so who cares yeah who cares we Good were point. there together and that's what yeah. happened so we 
We took the lady to her house. She was very shaken up. And Leanne was leading the charge, too. So whatever reservations Leanne had, she was very much taking control and being proactive. And she wanted to give the lady a ride to her home and then take her car to the hospital, which is what she ended up doing. So Leanne drove her car and everything. And we mm -hmm. left her eventually at the hospital to deal with the situation because we were flying we out in a few in. hours and there wasn't much else that we could do anyway so and we couldn't go in because otherwise oh. i could have been in the room i asked and they said oh great only okay, one well. only one person could go in and nobody could stay in the in the waiting room kind of thing so well there's nothing we could do and yeah you wouldn't i wouldn't want to be in a hospital personally anyways if i didn't yeah. have to be yeah so, so yeah. anyways Hopefully, we got a text the next day, uh, or Leanne did that. Supposedly, uh, Charles was okay, and he went home the next day. He had a seizure, and they're going to look into it more. But, I mean, it was much, much worse. This guy was, like, he was like bleeding out of his mouth and stuff, and he was out cold. He, didn't, he couldn't say his name. They kept asking him his name. He couldn't respond on the scenes. So he was really jacked up. It wasn't. This wasn't overhyped. This wasn't, like, no. a bunch of white people make it a big deal out of nothing. Let me tell you that. No. This is very much a serious situation. So, yep. so that's yeah. good news. I'm glad for them. Yeah, that was uh life is short. That's what they say. Right. But it's, it's so, it's so fragile. They were, and she kept saying, she kept just saying, I was just, we were just at the hospital two weeks ago for, you know, like a wellness check. So they have in the States, um, well, if you're in the States, you probably know about it. But anyway, in the States, they have this wellness check that you can go and have like a day of tests and everything just to see where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, and she, her and her husband did that two weeks prior and everything was just like, check, check, check. You guys are in great health. Um, she said that they, you know, they belong to the club. So they they golf every day. They take a walk every night and that was their walk um, that they take every night. And she was just a couple, couple feet ahead, just walking faster than him. And then she turned back to say something and there he was. So yeah, like they wouldn't have thought anything would have happened because they, and so much so that they didn't even consider, they didn't have wallets on them. They didn't have ID on them. They didn't have a phone on them between the two of them. No phone, no nothing. So um, you just never know. Anyway. It's true. And what we learned from that, or at least what I learned, is to be appreciative of the moment. Uh, yes. you know, we had a few hours after that. We went to a coffee shop and Leanne was in book club and I popped in for a minute. We tried to make the best of that situation after the fact. We didn't go hiking because we kind of ran out of time and it was going to get dark. And so no hiking this time. So we, we are owed a hike another time. But I, I felt much more calm on the flight back. And I think it had something to do with the fact we had gone through this experience and I had watched a guy who... I didn't know if he's going to live or die and how serious it was. And we, uh, the way we reacted and we were able to help, uh, felt, it felt good to do that. It felt good to be a part of that situation. And I just felt much more calm for some reason. I only took one propanol on the flight back one. I took four on the first flight. So, uh, between Leanne's support, which she definitely was very supportive on the way back. She was very like attentive to me and that was helpful too. That matters. But you just throw throw both of those things in uh, together with one another, and you're like, wow, I don't know, life uh, life could change, and it sounds cheesy and lame. We've all heard it a million times, and maybe you know it's just not even worth saying anymore because people know, yes, life can change quickly. You never know. You don't know. None of us know. Nobody has the crystal ball. Nobody has the revelations of the future of where your life will go in a heartbeat. And I've lived it myself. And we just lived it again in that moment. And flying home, I just felt a lot better. So, 
I'm grateful for that. And that's a lesson I learned is, hey, you know, apply when you have a free lesson given to you like that, apply it to your own life immediately. Don't wait for it. Don't ponder over it and be like, hmm, I wonder how I could apply this to my own life. Just apply it immediately. We don't, a lot of times myself, I wait to apply things. Like, okay, especially, I mean, that's procrastination 101. Hey, you know, I wonder how I could apply this in the future. Yeah. Just apply it immediately. Yep. Absolutely. Act now. That's what I learned. In everything. Josh says, possibly mm. the adrenaline rush. Well, I mean, it had been several hours. And frankly, I got to tell you, Josh, I was not, I mean, yeah. I, nobody tested my blood, but I, I didn't have, I didn't have like a, ugh, I didn't feel a rush of adrenaline in the situation. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's a difference between showing like anxiety and fear and uncertainty physically. But uh, I, I would say maybe for like a minute when we first pulled up and it was like, oh shit, we got to call 911. The most aggressive I got was frantically trying to tell the lady where we were. And that was pretty much it. After that, I was pretty calm. So, uh, I don't, that's I'm just so annoying. Those, those, the people, they're so calm on the other end. And yeah. you just want to hear, like, we're coming, we're coming. And instead, they're like, somebody's on their way. So, how old is this person? Do you know right. that? Asking questions. And you're like, I don't know. Just get somebody here now. <laughs> so, yeah, well. you handled it very well because I had to walk away because I was just like, I, just get them here. <laughs> yeah. You did very yep. well. That's the other thing I learned is that I'm just kind of. I don't know if I was born for it, but I was, I've been made into those. I could deal with those situations because they don't, they don't impact me. I don't have the feeling there could be a disassociation going on too. Like I just don't understand how serious it is. Maybe it's not striking me in my head. Like, Oh my God, this is so serious. We need to panic. I just don't feel the need to panic. But when I get on an airplane, I absolutely panic. So life is so funny, isn't it? That's hilarious. It really yeah. is. Uh, so yeah, that we've, so we flew home. We took the red eye back. I was much more relaxed. Uh, Leanne was in hell, though, and I felt bad because I couldn't. I don't know. We had switched roles. We always do that. We do a lot of role switching. It's really annoying. Yeah. So, Ice-T says, hi, guys. Hey, Ice-T12. Hey. What's up, man? Good to see you. Or whoever you are. Do I know who we are? Ice-T? Ice-T's been here before, but I don't know if you are uh, what person you are. But it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining yeah. us. It's a pleasure. Uh, so yeah, the flight back, Leanne was like, she had to go to work too, and she had a deliveries going on. Oh, it's Ariel Cohen. Hey, hey Ariel. Oh, hey. Good That's to see awesome. you. Yes, we spent a That's lot one of, of time with, uh, guys. yes, Ariel's a uh, big fantasy baseball guy. He lives in the New York area. We talked to him in detail for a few hours there almost on the last day, this, the Sunday wrap up at the hotel. And so Leanne got to know him a little bit. I know who Ariel is and. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, we, we came away saying we really liked him a lot. And Leanne said that to me, Ariel, just for the record, she did say that to me. She's like, I really like Ariel. Yes, I do. I do. So thanks for stopping by, Ariel. It's good to see you. Uh, <laughs> it, but the, but yeah, Leanne was, you know, her tooth was hurting a bit and she had to work and we're taking the red eye. This is the sacrifice you make. And she tried to get some sleep on the plane. Didn't quite go the way you wanted it to, did it? And, no. Uh, and then everything started annoying me. So it's like, you know, when you just get, 
so embarrassing that I'm even like this, but do you know how sometimes just the sound of somebody breathing is just annoying when you're in that position? <laughs> There's just yeah. this guy behind me. I was just like, can someone muzzle that man? Like it was just annoying. And I was trying to talk myself out of it, but it was just like, I had pain. I, it was like that countdown that it was like, oh, I'm not going to have any time. I was also nervous about the whole COVID test thing. I was trying to play it cool that it wasn't bothering me, but that was really freaking me out. And yeah. because what we had decided is that we were not going to get a COVID test going back. And uh, I for just several reasons. To, well, for several reasons. And Mike, I just found out today that I was actually correct and we didn't need to have a COVID test. You might not have been able to come over, but they shouldn't have been able to the, the fine that they said. So what happened was, I didn't want to get the COVID test because I had just found out that my cousin had a friend that was with her that visited her from Canada and they told her she got a negative COVID test and, oh no, 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 a positive COVID test. And we still don't know if like she actually had COVID or if it was a false, regardless, she had to stay there in the States for an extra two weeks to quarantine before she was able to fly back. So I was like, I can't afford, I mean, I can't afford a two hour delay on this plane to get home, let alone two weeks. I have too much going on at the office. And so I was like, I'll just play stupid and then go through because I also didn't think that I needed one for like a Canadian. And, um, and then worst case scenario, I'll get a COVID test when I get home. And then that's it. If I get a COVID test when I get home, then we'll play it, whatever. Uh, plus it was expensive. Plus it was yes. like the principle of it, which was stupid. The fact that I had just spent all that money just to go 15 minutes across the border with the planes. Now we have to both get a COVID test, even though like he's not going to leave the car. And anyway, I'm just dropping her off. Yeah. I'm taking her over the border and dropping her off and going home. Yeah. Go literally not getting out of the car. So anyway, everybody has their story about how ridiculous all of these things are. So, um, we just thought, you know what, we'll chance it. We're s whatever. So we go through, we get this lady. We were not lucky with the lady that we got. She was a very <laughs> cute person that really took her job completely seriously. And oh, yeah. <clears throat> so she was like, she gave, she was very nice. She gave us two options. She gave me two options. She said we could voluntarily go back to the United States of America, get a COVID test, get a negative COVID test, and then come through the border again. Or I, because they can't deny me entry, can go to the little room there. There'll be somebody that will collect my $6,582, whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, 6000 plus yeah. fine or fee, whatever she called it. Anyway, fine. later on, I found out that that fine actually isn't for that. It's they can collect it after if I come home, have COVID and infect somebody else then that could be a fine up to $10,000. But if I come home, I'm not sick and I don't infect anybody and I quarantine and I do whatever. I don't that would have been good information that. to have beforehand. It absolutely would have. Anyway, so my <laughs> girlfriend was like, she gave me the link and she was like, here, next time. I was like, Man, I don't know if there'll be a next time doing this. So anyway, so then the guys felt really bad at the border, like that had to write us up. And he felt, both of them felt bad that we, you know, had to go ship back. We shipped back. It was like eight o'clock in the morning. Nothing was open for the COVID test. I yeah. had a delivery at 12 o'clock. <laughs> so we had Mike again. I was like not happy with any of this kind of stuff. And like, what are we going to do? 
and he yeah. just like called around, found a place. It was like yeah, I was mad though. I was really mad. You were upset. I was but very pissed. Went. I was very internally angry, and I just wanted to solve the issue. So I was and very pissed off, but we had to drive back up to Northville. We were in downtown Detroit, coming back across the border, uh, sent back. We also got searched coming back to America because Leanne's card hadn't been activated technically. No. And, yeah, no, was one, we had yes. to go in there anyway. He says, while you're in there, you'll have to do the thing. We had to go in there anyway because we had yeah, to get was- the paperwork. What paperwork? The paperwork. They said that we had to give them the paperwork. Anyways, we got sent back over. It was two things. They searched the car. We spent 10 more minutes in there. And and finally, we have to go up to get this COVID test in Northville, which is a half-hour drive back up right to where I live, basically. And they cost like $200 each. And and we're sitting there for two hours waiting for these results, their rapid PCR test or instant PCR test. So we're sitting in the car. We're totally zonked out. It's like 10 a.m. now. We've been back from the red eye. We haven't slept yet. Leanne's like falling asleep and I'm just sitting there like zoning out. <laughs> and then uh, finally I'm like, oh, it's like 1030. We haven't heard yet. We're sitting right outside the office in the car. And I just called them up. I'm like, hey, you guys got our results yet? And like, we'll check. And they check. And Oh, yeah. Well, it turns out we got them. I'm like, okay, well, great. We told you how much we literally told the people twice how important it was. And like we're sitting here waiting, ready to go as soon as possible, please. So... We got the results, and we go back through, and as she said, we got one of the guys who had us at the office the first time we came through the morning, and he was going to, he got called for us to get two more COVID tests from the Canadian government at the border, which was just a random thing. Turns out it's like 80% of the time this happens, by the way, and uh, he canceled those because he knew our situation. He felt bad for us, and finally, we got Leanne to her house. And she was able to still go to the delivery, but she must, you know, she was beyond tired. I'm sure the whole day she was beyond tired. And I went home and passed out. And it was quite the ordeal and uh, so stupid. Just a series of unnecessary things happening again and again and again. But uh, it's over now. What do we learn? I, I learned we... that I I was pissed. I, I don't. I'm not proud of myself the way I handled the, the situation. And I have to work on how I handle disappointment. That's something I learned. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I, I have to, I have to, um, learn to communicate what I'm feeling more. So that's always been an issue for me. I've, I've always had a, Oh my gosh, Yoshi is so cute. Um, that's always been an issue for me. I've been really working on it. I feel like I've been getting like really ahead on this. Um, but during that flight that was, had I just like been like, babe, okay, I'm really nervous about the COVID test. I'm really nervous about going through the border. I'm really nervous about, and had we talked through it, then maybe I would have been able to like calm down. Maybe the guy's breathing wouldn't have like annoyed me so much. Maybe I would have been able to sleep had I just talked about it. But instead I stayed in my head, which I know is the worst place to be. Um, And always when I can talk to Mike, uh, it it always just works out. So um, same thing for me. Yeah, it goes both ways there people shutting down and uh you know i knew there was something was bothering her as we were starting to get as we landed like she i could tell there was something going on but i didn't know what it was exactly and i was trying to just guess by making the best decisions to help her and uh you know and then but then i the way i acted after we got denied i was just like so ain't i all i want to do is get results and i was very short and curt okay here we go let's do it and that is not the way i should be acting so yeah, we both uh yeah. again we try to make 
progress. We try to grow. We try to learn from each other. We try to learn from others. We try to do the show and learn from you guys. And we're all listening and trying to be open, but we're still not quite applying what we need to be applied in the moments that they need to be applied. So that's uh, mind you, I will say that given everything that we had gone through, like that 24 hours, that 24 hour period, um, you also see people's true colors when you're going through stuff like this. And yes, we can be better. But I think even though there was like, yeah, we're not overly like proud of the way we handled everything. If that's the worst it ever gets in our relationship, I'll be very happy because it really wasn't, it wasn't like an angry, even when you were angry, you weren't ever angry at me. You never took it out on me. Even yeah. though I was quiet and a jerk, like, yeah, I was probably a jerk to you. So I apologize. But I don't think that I was like outwardly mean to you. Um, you know, I didn't kill the person behind me. So like, I feel like we handle things better than we possibly could have. Um, yeah. So I think we are growing. And I think having that too, um, that support, I think, means a lot. So whether it's, you know, a friend or whatever, I think having somebody to be able to talk to absolutely helps because then it doesn't it doesn't make things as like huge. You know what I mean? We got a few comments to catch up on here. So Ed oh, says, Mike, shoot. Okay. Uh, Mike, I found myself in those emergency situations several times. I'm not sure what it is, but I observed those moments in slow motion. Not at all what I would expect. Yeah, I understand what you mean there, Ed. Hmm. Janice says, take deep breaths in situations like that. That's a good idea too. Yeah, I was always to helps. Always helps to always take a deep breath, no matter mm-hmm. what. And Josh agrees with Ed. Janice was under the assumption that all Canadians should have a negative COVID test in under seventy-two hours. I thought that is the rule right now. I I gotta look again because my girlfriend gave me a ta- uh, a sh- website on Canada.ca a page that said that we don't actually have to have that. We may have to have it that they'll give it to us. They'll give you a kit that you have one within 24 hours of being home and then eight days from being home. And that's fine, but you're not paying $220 uh, in the States to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it says, well, you learned how much you love each other just to get through it. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's some truth mm-hmm. to that. Josh says, you got to be the rock for each other when the other is not on their game. You're Boom. frustrated with you're the right. situation. That's right. Janice says, all three of those. Yeah, here, here. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's uh, some of the stuff we learned. It's not a big thing, but me and Becky hit our 10-year wedding anniversary this November. That's right. Yeah, it's coming up in a couple weeks. Yay. That's right. Happy anniversary. 11th? Is it the 11th or is it the 12th? Uh, You'll verify that, Josh. I thought it was the 11th. Anyway, yeah, they're going to be 10 years. It was 10 years ago in 2011, November the 12th. It was the 12th. Okay. Hey, get out of there, you jackass. Come on. Hey. Nope. Yep, right. we're still on the Yoshi. show. Yoshi, come on. Get out of there. Ah! <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it's going to be a 10-year anniversary for you guys. That's awesome. Good times in Georgia. Excited for you guys. You guys got that far and that you want to be there. If you want to be with each other, that's what matters more than anything, not just getting there. And yes. that's what we learned on our trip. You know, we learned a lot about, I learned about handling disappointment. It's still a frustrating thing for me, and I really need to come up with some coping mechanisms. I need to talk it out more. I need to realize that I know it's superfluous and how ridiculous it is. I get that, but uh, it still doesn't apply to my 
state of being. What I know and what's happening are not always coinciding. So I've got some work to do just like everybody else. And that's anything else from the trip that you learned? Any other takeaways, Nian? Yeah, that this is it. That we're definitely like, you're my one or one of my ones, but the one for at least until you're 70 and die of a stroke. <laughs> That's right. Right? Oh, gee, yeah. What do you think of that? Oh, she's clapping her hands. Yes. <laughs> Just know that you will always imagine it will be worse than it ever really will be, Leanne. Yes. That's very absolutely true. Huh. That's absolutely. what Josh said. Well, I, I was telling Leanne jokingly on the trip, like, as we were spending time together in Arizona, I'm like, yeah, we're screwed. Man, we're not getting <laughs> out of this one now. We're stuck together so because true. it did. It really felt right. It feels right to be together. I, f I feel connected with her. I feel like we're on the same page. I feel that we can talk about things, uh, that we want to do similar things, and we have an understanding for the most part. So it just all seems to make sense now. And I didn't really know if it would ever get there I, I you don't know when it's all of a sudden things at least in my experience things just kind of change or and you're just you're very much committed and dedicated to the situation the person you're with and that's the case i have now with leanne very much involved i care about what happens to her i care about what we do and what we want to do and i like spending time with her too that's the most important thing is uh you know when she's around i'm not annoyed or anything because that would be if i felt like that that would be a major bummer even if it was like internally in secret. And I know there's a lot of you out there who do feel that way. So don't, don't blow it off. Like, Oh, come on, Mike. Cause I know that's what's happening. And it was just all too. We don't want to be the bad guy to say something. Cause it could possibly end things, but it's always better to tell the truth in the end that it is to drag something out for years when you're in misery or, or you're not satisfied. You're not even decently happy with somebody you, you don't want to be the guy or the girl who's in a room with somebody and you're like god i wish this person wasn't here right now <laughs> that's not what you want so but right. i know what happens i mean i haven't really experienced it because i've never been constant i've never been this deep with somebody i mean we're really deep into this relationship it's kind of pathetic on my part but it's true so no, this is this is a big deal. And I think it what's nice is because we're both we're both in our 40s now. So now it's like we're getting more into oh. our own too. So like, yeah. you know, when you're younger, I know a lot of people get married when they're younger and and that's great, but I like this because it's like we're we're really being able to like know who we are and what we want, what we don't want and that kind of thing instead of being in our 20s and still trying to like figure ourselves out and then also trying to figure out if this is the right relationship. And I've always been like, what happens if I have so much growth to do? What if we end up like growing apart? And that's what happens that's a, a lot point. of people, right? But now yeah. like, I mean, the potential is still there, but I feel like we're now because we're trying to grow in the same type of way that we're just going to keep growing together, you know? So it's yeah. exciting. It's a different, different experience. Maturity's happened for both of us. And sure, you will continue to grow. You'll always grow, hopefully. Yeah. You're, you know, <laughs> yes. Some of you don't want to. And I understand that. I've had periods like that. But um, yes, I know what you mean. So the mm -hmm. things we learned on this trip are the things that we'll just keep trying to apply going forward. And we thank you guys for being here with us. And Thanks for your support and commentary and uh, your understanding and your relatability on some of this stuff. We're all living through the same feelings and thoughts and experiences for the most part. We're just 
having slight variations on them. So I know that doing this show has has been helpful to our relationship too. And it's been helpful to uh, have an hour each week for us to talk about whatever's on our minds. And we hope that there's other of you out there who continue to feel the same way and hopefully share with other people who might need this show and don't even realize it yet. Cause that's something I'm learning too. There's, you never know who will need this type of release or outlet. So hopefully keep sharing the show with others, guys. That's the goal. So that's yes. it. That's all I have to say about that. Right. Beautiful. It's what wonderful. do you say, Yoshi? You want to close the show up? Come on. Come here. No, uh, we're the first day pod. Thing. First day pod at gmail.com. First day pod on all standard social medias. And of course, the book club Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern times. You can DM us, email us, firstdaypod at gmail.com. And we'll send you the Zoom link and you can join in at any time. You know that. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that, now you do know that. Anything else, Leanne? We also have a uh, free copy of the book that we're doing right now. So uh, you don't have to worry about going and buying the book or having it yeah. sent to you. So you can just DM us tonight. We can get it to you and you can have it read for tomorrow if you'd like to join us. That's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, everybody. Thanks. Another episode of the First Day Pod. We'll catch you in the next week. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.